Hey, this is Todd Poole, Roxy Blue, and you're listening to David and Chris on Digital Kill the Radio Star Podcast. Rock and roll! And we're back on Digital Kill the Radio Star Podcast. This is David. I'm here with my buddy Chris. Chris, have you thawed out from this weekend? Yeah, you know, I finally did. I went to bed I, that night. We, you know, we were texting, and I was just, I was frozen, and I, I don't, I wasn't warm until I woke up. Yeah, I agree, Chris. You can attest. I'm the most hot-natured person on earth, and I felt like a block of ice uh, this weekend. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, we went there. Luckily, we you and I both went prepared. You know, bringing gloves and all that, but. Uh, I still didn't think it was going to be that cold. So. Unlike, anyway. the, unlike the guy in shorts who, quote-unquote, didn't check the weather before you left. Man, that's just being stupid. Because like, like I told you, even if you didn't check the weather, and even if you didn't step outside, your garage had to be a little bit cooler than normal. Right. <laughs> you know? Unless you have a heated garage, which I doubt you do. Well, uh, Chris, our first episode with a, a little bit of intro music there. Uh, we're, we're big time now. Yeah, yeah, we're getting there, buddy. Getting there. Uh, before we get started, I want to tell everybody to follow us on Twitter at Digital Killed, on Instagram at Digital Killed, the Radio Star Podcast. Subscribe via iTunes or um, SoundCloud. Uh, follow us on Facebook at Digital Killed, the Radio Star. We have had a lot of good feedback the last few weeks and a lot of new listeners, so we really uh, appreciate that. And uh we're going to have some more new things in the future, uh, some more bells and whistles here, and uh, we're going to sound a little more professional after the first of the year. So uh, we appreciate everybody hanging hanging with us and uh, appreciate the support, the follows, and the retweets. And uh, if you get a chance, leave us a review on iTunes. Well, Chris, uh, you and I in the last I don't know, maybe 10 days have had uh, quite the busy week when it comes to live music, and that's going to be our subject um, for the week. But before we get to that, we're going to talk about uh, some new music, and it kind of fits with uh, the the theme of the show. Why don't you tell everybody the uh, new album that you got? All right. I got that. I finally went ahead and bought. It's been out for a few weeks now, but I finally went out and bought the new L.A. Guns. It's called The Missing Piece. Um, piece is a P-E-A-C-E. But... I guess I was a little bit reluctant to buy it. A lot of these albums, these, these bands from yesteryear, they, uh, you know, it's weird. I think I've thought about this. I think it's kind of a combination of my taste. I don't, I don't listen to what we always call our gateway drug. I don't listen to that as much anymore. Um, I, so I've kind of ch- changed a little bit. And then also they, these bands just don't put, when they do put out records, they're just not good. You know, and I'm just being brutally honest. They're just they're ne- they never really are, except for we always turn to this. I mean, there's there's this isn't the only band, but Striper they they still put out really good music, and still sounds fresh. And they I mean they they don't sound like a band doing it 30 years later, just struggling to, to hang on. But um, I think a lot of the stuff that you and I've been doing just uh, the, the since this podcast talking about music and me re- revisiting some of these albums and then almost kind of needing to listen to some some of it because of stuff you wanted to talk about i've actually found myself getting back more into just straight up rock and roll music and um 
that brings back to this L.A. Guns record. It's uh, I'd heard a lot of good things about it. I'd listened to a couple of songs. So I just decided, you know what? Screw it. I need to try some good, some some new rock music. Just see what's out there. And man, this is this this is not the first L.A. Gun records I've heard since Hollywood Vampires. Um, but it's, in my opinion, the best one I've heard since Hollywood Vampires. And I mean, Phil Lewis, Tracy Gunn's first album they've done together in years, and this thing is just really, really good. It's not good for you know, late 80s, early 90s, you know, hair metal band, whatever. It's just a good rock record. And it, it sounds like classic L.A. Guns, you know, but it doesn't sound, it doesn't really sound necessarily just so dated, but it, it definitely has a classic sound. It's uh, It's got all the right formulas, you know, just great Tracy riffs, great solos. And here's the thing, Phil Lewis, we talk about, I've mentioned Striper, we always talk about, about uh, Michael Sweet just being being at the top of his game vocally. Phil Lewis, I, I don't know how old this guy is, but he's an older. You know, I mean, he was. People don't know he was in a band called Girl with uh, Phil Collin of Def Leppard before L.A. Guns and before Def Leppard. So the guy's not a really young guy, and he sounds as good as he did on Cotton Loaded, in my opinion, vocally. I mean, he really does. His voice still is still there, and got some rockers on it. The the ballad, it's a song called Christine. This is, you know, it's, it's probably too early to say this, but I have I could easily see this being my favorite ballad they've done since the Ballad of Jay. I think it's that good. Great, great chorus. Uh, the song Speed, which is the, the single, great song. Um, just a lot of standout tunes. Uh, Sticky Fingers is one to check out. Uh, the title track's good. The, the last one gave it away very cool tune it's, it's almost the melody almost kind of reminds me of um at times it kind of i was thinking about it it almost sounds familiar to uh, uh diary of a madman ozzy kind of has that same type of sound but um anyway it's 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 one of those that if you sometimes miss those albums you miss that day, that day of rock and nothing really good is coming out like that well something good has come out that way la guns and missing peace yeah i have the album i have not had a chance to listen to it yet but it is getting positive reviews, just the same, the, the basically the same review that you just gave. Everywhere that I've seen it, uh, by by n- numerous numerous people, so I, I'm really excited to listen to it. Yeah, I mean, it's just how many of these guys you hear them, I mean, and they just don't. I mean, the band, first of all, the songs a lot of times aren't very good. the 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 voice isn't quite there, you know. I, I think about you know, like more of a recent one. Um, I say recent, it's not that recent, but that the last studio record that Motley Crue put out, you know, except for a few songs, the record sucked. And, you know, and then you've got certain bands who are just trying their best to stick around. You know, like, I mean, Frankie Benali of Quiet Riot, I mean, he's going out. I mean, they're dragging him and his, his, his nails are just stuck, you know, going into the wood that they're trying to pull him out of it. And he needs to go ahead and let go. Because it's just it's just bad, but L.A. Guns, man, if you can keep putting music out like this, keep doing it. Yeah, um, like I said, I'm excited to hear it. Well, Chris, uh, so like I was saying, in the last ten days or so, we've had our uh, our live music plate uh, very full. Last uh, Monday night, I drove down to New Orleans by myself, 
and went to see uh, the Magpie Salute, which is essentially is is the is the Black Crows without Steve Gorman and uh, Chris Robinson. Uh, it's got uh, Mark Ford, Sven Pippian, and Rich Robinson from the Crows, and then it's essentially Rich Robinson's solo band with three female backup singers. And I think it's a total of ten members. And if if you're out there and you listen to jam band music and, and you're familiar with the De- Tedeschi Trucks band, they're kind of taking their same approach to things. But anyway, so they do um, really really deep Black Crows cuts. They did a song called "Don't Wake Me" that was a B side on uh, one of the Shake Your Money Maker singles. And Rich said they have not played it in twenty. He's not played it in twenty six years. So they're, they're really breaking out the deep, these deep cuts and then these cool covers. But went to sit at the House of Blues by myself and uh, had a blast. Uh, I, I can honestly say it's one of the best concerts I've seen in a long, long time. Uh, the musicianship is top-notch. Anytime Rich Robinson and Mark Ford are together, for whatever reason, it's magic. And um, that, uh, that happened that night. Uh, Chris, I know you're not a big Crows fan, but you appreciate this. They did uh, Moonlight Mile and uh, um, Tumbling Dice back to back. Two stones. Yeah, and uh, it was funny because you know, Rich Robinson's not known not known for his stage banter, but when they got through with Moonlight Mile, he goes, "Do you guys know what a twofer is?" And uh, everybody in the crowd is kind of like, "Huh, you know a twofer?" And they just broke right into Tumbling Dice, but. Uh, but you know the thing is too, there's probably a little bit of confusion because I bet you a lot of that crowd had no clue. Moonlight Mile was. Uh, you'd be no, you'd be surprised. The whole crowd was singing along to it. Wow, that's uh, shocking. Yeah, the, the, they're um, the, the, they've got a their their, their presence is growing uh, very quickly. I think they're doing like eighty or ninety dates this year, and uh, they're going to go in the studio next year. So if you're anywhere near uh, where the Magpie Salute is playing, trust me, they're playing everywhere. Uh, go see them. It's not an expensive ticket. They play for two hours and fifteen minutes. And uh, with no break, and it's really, really good. So clearly, not making a lot of money either. Ten people on the stage, and not charging off for tickets. No, I th- I think what they're wanting to do is, um, I think they're just wanting to kind of build from the bottom, the bottom up, like like the Tedeschi Trucks band did, um, and just tour, 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 and word of mouth. But um, yeah, no, nobody's getting rich. I'm, I mean, I'm pretty positive. Rich is is flipping, you know. T- taking care of the bill on this but anyway if you're near them go see them so chris i saw the um the magpie salute which is a jam band version of the more jammy band version of the black crows you went and saw somebody that does not fit in that uh that category <laughs> no and i finally saw for the first time ever i saw Ingvay Malmsteen, and um look I- i'm glad i saw him and I will. Go, I would go back to see him. And I recommend anybody listening, if he's near, if he's near you, go see him. The guy is, in my opinion, you know, I think he's one of the greatest guitarists ever. You know, I think that. Um, I mean, the guy is just obviously just a straight up classical musician. And I, and I, I see people like Ingvay, and I think you know, if Bach were alive in 2017, that's what he would be doing. Um, and I really believe that. You know, I then I believe. I believe. The guitar is what Bach would be on, but anyway, it, it was um, it was. It's funny when you go see Yngwie. He has his whole. If you've never seen him, the entire b- backdrop to his stage or his, his uh behind you know, behind him, the entire backdrop is is just Marshall stacks. Now, I mean, obviously they're not using every single one of them, but um, 
it's just so over the top. And, uh, you know, this was a little bit different because they didn't have, you know, in the past, Yngwie's had some really good vocalists, you know, Ripper Owens, uh, Jeff Scott Soto, he's Joe Lynn Turner. He's he's a good, good vocalist, but now, you know, he can't get along with anybody. (laughs) And of course it's, 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 it's their fault. You know, he calls them immature and, you know, and hard to deal with and, it's kind of funny because everybody knows, if you know anything about Yngwie, you know he's uh, not known as one of the real good guys of rock. But um, So he, he shared the vocals along with his keyboardist. And, you know, you're not good, but if you're going to see Yngwie, no matter what singers he's had, you're not going to see somebody sing. You're going to see Yngwie shred, and that's what he did. And it just, the way I'll d- describe it, it was the most Spinal Tap-esque show I've ever seen. You know, my buddy and I were just cracking up because he just kept complaining about the lights constantly. And at one point, point during the encore, he was behind the amps, and you could hear him. And he basically was saying, he's not coming out until they fix the lights. And he already had a, an acoustic guitar set up on the stage, and you could just kind of hear him in the background just, just complaining, saying he, would, you know, saying he wasn't coming out. And you, you could tell the, set, the light guy wanted to just kill him. I mean, he would, anyway, it was the funniest thing. It, it has, there's such an element to Spinal Tap if you see him, but man, don't let that take away from the guys playing. I mean, one of the greatest players of all time. And it was, it was just cool to see him. What percentage songs that he played had vocals? <sighs> no more than half. And it may not have even been that many, but the thing is, a lot of them that did have, vo- have vocals, maybe a minute of vocals in a four minute in a four or five minute song you know there there just wasn't a lot even the ones that did have vocals there was not a lot did did he um did he play any covers i don't believe he did no and you know but here's let me get back one other thing about ingve as far as what's unique about him a lot of these guys as as brilliant as they are you know let's take steve vai great great player I'm not that interested in going and seeing a guy for an hour just play his guitar. There's just something different about Ingve. I think it's because he shreds more, just almost through the whole thing. And he is a showman, constantly slinging the guitar around his neck. And if you see, if you were to see someone like Vi or, or, or Satriani and all, there's going to be a lot of just straight up, you know, riffing. It's basically going to sound like a regular rock song without vocals. And that's just not what it is. You feel like you're getting classical compositions when you're seeing uh, Yngwie, which is just, there's something different about seeing him live. And so, I mean, I'd go see him anytime. I'm, I'm laughing, saying it's like Spinal Tap, which it is, but it doesn't take away from the brilliance. Did he, uh, did he play the Strat the whole time? Yeah. Uh-huh. Have He'd you... swap them out, but it was the same thing, same color, everything. Are you friends with uh, Greg Renoff on Facebook by chance? No, nah, just on Twitter. I just follow him on Twitter. He follows me, that's it. All right, tonight... Get on Facebook. He posted a picture somebody took of Ingve. He, I guess it's he's driving in California and he's in a, a Ferrari. With oh, the, in the Ferrari, yeah, yeah. He's he's po- he posted that on Twitter too, if you, like about a week or two ago. Oh yeah, okay, all right. Well, if you're out there, people, uh, find, look up. First of all, go buy Greg Renoff's book, uh, Van Halen Rising, and then uh, follow him on Twitter and search through there and find this picture of uh, uh, Ingve in a. Uh, 
uh, in a Ferrari. With Ferrari. No shirt. Yeah, red Ferrari, Magnum PI style. Yeah, no shirt on with a hat on sideways. It's hysterical. And, and, yeah, and, and as far as Randolph, too, he's, he's just a good, he's a good music follow. Yeah, he's a yeah, good music hard, hard rock follow. Good music follow, and uh, hopefully, uh, I think it's just a matter of us contacting him to, to set it up, but uh, going to be on our podcast at some point. All right, so uh, if you've been, if you're a loyal listener to our podcast, first of all, we appreciate that. Second of all, you know, for the past couple of months, uh, we've been talking fairly consistently about this concert in South Haven, Mississippi, which, which if you're not from the South, it's essentially Memphis. It's just right across the state line uh, called Rock Haven. And it's the um, 40th anniversary of Rock 103 in Memphis, which is the uh, longstanding classic rock um it, I guess it's just classic rock now when we were growing up. Well, I think was, it is now, but yeah, coming up, I mean, they they were a mix of classic and current. Yeah. Just a, a great radio station and um anyway, so they were having their 40th anniversary party and it was going to be headlined by Brett Michaels. There was going to be Tor Tora, Roxy Blue, Every Mother's Nightmare and Under the Radar uh which are all Memphis bands and of course with the exception of uh, Under the Radar, you had what we refer to as the Big Three or the Three-Headed Snake of Memphis music. So we've had Under the Radar on here. We've had Rick Rule from Every Mother's Nightmare. We have had Todd Poole on twice from Roxy Blue. And uh, we do hope to have, uh, at, le- at, the, at the least, Anthony Corder from um, Tor Tor on in the future. So uh, we've talked about it a lot. We've interviewed these bands, and uh, Chris and I uh, went up there. It was outdoors at an amphitheater. We got there about 2 o'clock, and a massive cold front came in the day before. And uh, it was about 38 or 40 degrees the whole time with winds out of the north. And uh, it got more and more cloudy as the day went on, and it really scared off uh, a lot of people, which is uh, it's unfortunate, Chris, because they missed a good time. Yeah, they did. And for people too that don't that aren't really familiar with Memphis, Memphis is one of the hottest cities in the entire nation for sure. I mean, it's probably like a top five as far as heat. And so October is usually well. I mean, put it this way: last year in October, I, I remember we were having weather that was still hitting ninety. Yeah. So this was this was uh, this was very unusual, and it was just for one day where it yeah. got really cold. One day. Uh, so it was unfortunate because it did. Yeah, they they sold a lot of tickets to that thing, and. Um, Unfortunately, a lot of people stayed home. But hey, those of us that were there, you know, we enjoyed the show. Right, we we dressed accordingly, accordingly, and we suffered like a true rock and roll troopers uh, should do. So, without further ado, we're just going to talk about what we saw there. So, the first band was Under the Radar. If you've listened to our podcast, they're fourteen and fifteen years old. They're, um, yeah, I think Zeke's thirteen, isn't he? I think he just turned. He told me at the interview he was fourteen. So. Okay. Uh, and I think I heard Todd say he just turned 14. So, first of all, go buy their album, So Alive. It's really good. Todd Poole is mentoring them and representing them, and uh, uh, he's doing a great job. So, they come out and play to maybe a couple hundred people, to be honest. But, uh, man, Chris, what, what, if, you could, if you could do what they do, doing at age 14, my head would be so big it wouldn't be able to fit in the house. Yeah, I mean, that would have been... That was definitely a dream of mine, you know, to be able to play like that. But yeah, look, I mean, they're they're all de- talented musicians, and then Zeke is just <coughs> what he, to be doing that at fourteen. I mean, I, I can I can only imagine where he's going to be when he's twenty. 
Right, and and Ryan on uh, drums provides great backing vocals, and Matt on Matt Ireland is a uh, he's a man. He's a great bass player. He's got some groove, and he and Ryan make a nice little pocket. But and as we've talked about numerous time numerous numerous times on here, those guys couldn't be more. It couldn't be nicer and more grounded if you ask them to. No, super, super, super polite, um, just respectful, friendly, and really, you know, a lot more, a lot more outgoing too than than I was at that age. I was a little bit, uh, I was a little bit reserved, you know. And those those guys are just they're friendly. I mean, just super, you know, especially uh, is, is it Ryan? Ryan's a drummer, correct? Ryan. Yeah, Ryan yeah. and Zeke. Those two especially are just super, just outgoing. You know, and I mean, they're all nice, nice kids, um, and just yeah, you know, they've got they've got every reason to start getting you know a little starting to get a little cocky, a little bit of attitudes. But man, you'd, you'd never know they're as talented as they are. No, you wouldn't. And they came out and played. Um, they played. I think most of the out of their new album, and then they closed with a uh, stranglehold. And uh, if we already didn't think they were talented enough, um, Zeke played most of the stranglehold solo with the guitar behind his head. <laughs> yeah. So uh, anyway, uh, Chris, what were your thoughts on their performance? I thought it was really, really good. And, and I was kind of amazed at how good their stage presence was to be that young. Yeah, they're good. I mean, I think, that, I mean, I think, uh, and you know, we've talked to Todd about that. I know Todd, and we even talked to them about it, laughing about it, how, how Todd's kind of been teaching them, you know, rock star one Oh one. And, uh, they're listening, you know, they're, uh, they're only going to get better with that, you know, and they're, and they're good now, but they're, they're good performers. And, um, and I was really anxious to see, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd heard a lot about, about Zeke's playing and I mean, you know, it's good, but you, you don't, you know, it's always going to be a little bit more when you see it live. So, you know, and he's going to pull out a little bit, you know, any guitarist that's going to pull out a little bit more tricks when you see him live. And yeah, he's, he's, um, man, I mean, he, he, you can, let's put it that I don't know that he was necessarily the best player on, you know, the hit the stage that day, but man, he might've been, <laughs> or, or he will be at some point. I mean, he might, he, if he's not there now, he's yeah. close. So anyway, they were really good, and like we said, their album is called So Alive, and follow them on Facebook and Twitter and uh, get the album, um, because it, that's not going to be the last album they make. Uh, I can say that for sure. So after Under the Radar, we had uh, about 30 minutes of downtime, and Chris and I walked around trying to warm up, but there was no way that, that was going to happen. So <laughs> we went back to our seats, and we saw our buddy Rick Rule and his band uh, Every Mother's Nightmare. Uh, Chris... Uh, they put on a great show. Yeah, and, and and they always do. You know, they're um they're a good live band, just a just a just a good straight up rock and roll band. And um you know, they they played I guess mo- you know, mostly stuff from the new album. And I know they I remember they played they played uh, Closet Down the Hall off of uh, Wake Up Screaming and then what long-haired country boy and um love, love to make you blind off uh, the first album oh and push you know off of smoking delta voodoo they played that and pretty much the rest of it was uh was all grind which by the way if you don't have it go check out grind their new album but, yeah uh, and we thought they were about to get shortchanged on time but i think there were some last no, they minute, were for sure yeah i yeah. think there were some last minute negotiations and um 
they at least got to play uh, Love Can Make You Blind. I was really, uh, um, I, <laughs> I was going to say Blown Away. Yeah, so uh, the song Blown Away that Every Mother's Nightmare did, uh, it's my favorite song on the album, and I just really, um, really enjoyed it and really, really glad they uh, they played that live. But the, the album Grind, like we said, is really good. But Chris, you've seen them numerous times, so uh, you know as you're well aware, they're a great live band. Yeah, they are, and, and I agree with you. Blown Away was, I mean, that was kind of the highlight. That was the, um, that's my favorite song on the album, and that was uh, that was definitely the, the that was definitely the new song I was looking forward to seeing. You know, more than any of them because I, and I haven't seen them. I've, yes, I've seen them several times, but I haven't seen them since they've released even Grind EP they, that they put out a while back. So I haven't I haven't been able to see any of the new songs live. So it was good to see that, and of course get those classic EMN songs as well. But uh, yeah, great band. Uh, they sounded tight. You get a chance to see them. Go see Rick Rule and the Boys. Yeah, and, and go pick up the album Grind. So um, the next band was uh, Truth Be Known. Was the Truth Be Told was. Um, the band Chris and I were both very, very excited to finally get to see. And that's our buddy Todd Poole's band, Roxy Blue. And Chris, I think it's the first time in like 24 years that they've played. Yeah, no, I have seen them. You know, I saw them last summer, but of course it was just, it was just Todd and Josh. Right. But I did see them back in, um, uh, it was 92 at Mud Island, back in their heyday when they were on the same bill as well that night with, um, Tora Tora. But, uh, yeah, long time since they got back together with a full Roxy show. So that, that was, I've been looking forward to that one. So, yeah, if you've listened to this podcast, you know we've had Todd on here twice. And um, we've become friendly with Todd um, ever since we did those podcasts. And we just both, we just love the guy. He's just as nice and down to earth as can be. And we're just so happy that, that this happened for him and you know, by all accounts, they're put. They're going to be putting out new music, and it is going to be. Uh, it's going to be great because this guy has written. He's written over several different genres of music, and all of it is 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 good. It's not bad. It's there's no filler, and um, came out on stage, and I just thought Todd put on a basically a um, a lesson on how to be a great front man. Well, Todd was the best. I mean, he was he was the best front man that hit the stage that night. And I mean that that's not being biased. Saying, "Oh, well, you just you've always liked Roxy," has nothing to do with who I like better than the others. He was the best front man, and if you can't admit that, then uh, I mean, come on. He was just uh, just high energy, running all over the place, jumping off the drum kit. Um, he's just he's just a showman. A showman, and and man, he can he still has it vocally. Uh, yeah, his voice, man, he didn't crack one time. Uh, he 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 nailed every song. Yeah, and and one thing too, I'd like to that I would point out about that show, and I and I did, you know, I, I told uh, told Todd, you know, we talked to Todd after the show, and um, told Todd, I was like, man, Sweeney killed it. Yeah, Wayne Sweeney, who if, if, if you're not familiar, Wayne Sweeney's the guitarist with Saliva. And uh, he and Todd buddies for a long time. And Wayne Sweeney was, you know, he's, it's all original Roxy Blue, except Wayne Sweeney. He, he replaced, um, and we talked about these on prior podcasts, he's he's replaced uh, Sid Fletcher, who's now a dentist. But Wayne Sweeney, is it's not like he was just 
thrown in at the last minute. When uh, Sid was out of the band back in, in the day, Wayne Sweeney came in before there ever was a saliva. So he's technically, he is a Roxy Blue member, has been in the past. And, uh, and I've, I've never heard him play with the band to see how they sounded. And, um, you know, he, he kills it. And I think that when we when you get a new, whenever a new record does come out, I'm curious to see what he's going to add to it because I think he's going to bring a, a certain heaviness to it. And we already know, we've already talked about Todd's been doing heavier rock for well, ever since Roxy Blue, and I, I think, and he says it's going to be heavier, but I think Wayne Sweeney's going to, as much as I love Sid Fletcher, I think Wayne Sweeney's going to make a cool sound to Roxy Blue. I do too, and he handled that. He handled that that back catalog great. You would never. Oh yeah, I mean he, he wasn't he wasn't just filling in trying to to trying to play Sid's solos. No, I mean he 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 played them pretty much note for note. Yeah, and did did a great job. And we were talking uh, we were talking with Todd. Afterwards, um, Josh is just a beast on the bass. Well, I was about to say too, Josh and uh, Scotty T. Both one thing I really noticed is they they really they're able to bring the the Roxy Blue harmonies to you know to light on in in live. They uh, mm-hmm. they both were doing really good harmonies on it, and really I mean good background vocals. Um, so yeah, and, and you're right though, Josh is you know definitely a good player. Yeah, and and Todd just took over the stage and was running around like a madman. Even did uh, the David Lee Roth splits off the uh, drum riser not once but twice, and uh, nailed it both times. I'm glad he didn't have to go to the hospital. Yeah, and, and you know what I would say, it was, it was great seeing. I love seeing those songs, but you know, like you said, we've kind of you know it's it's funny we we talk about this, but it's somebody that you know we I guess both laid on our bedroom floors about 14 years old listening to. Roxy Blue, thinking, "Wow, these guys are rock stars and all that." And now, I mean, I, I think we can safely say Todd is our friend now. Yeah, you know, and it's it's kind of it's kind of bizarre like that. But uh, so anyway, we did see him after show and caught up with him. And I, I just want you to to piggyback off what you said, just being really happy for the guy. And they, we already said they didn't get the turnout they wanted just because of that weather. I mean, that's what it was. They sold a lot of tickets, but. The weather definitely affected the crowd, but Todd, I think, didn't he, didn't even seem to care. He was on such a such a this cloud nine after that performance, and you know he told us, and I don't I don't think he'd mind us saying this, but he, he's like basically saying, yeah, we're I'm going full force with Roxy right now, and kind of his other projects he was looking at. I think those are kind of being maybe to the back burner a little bit right now. And it's, it's so I, I, I think that was just an exciting, exciting night for him because I think it, that officially sealed the deal. That's what he's really wanting to do. Oh yeah. He hasn't, he hasn't lost it. And like we said, I mean, these new Roxy songs are going to sound great because everything the guy writes and does sounds great. And there's just no way that that's not going to be the case uh, with that. Yeah. yeah. I just think you're going to get a, like I said, you're going to get a little bit of a, a heavier sound. You know, um, which is look. I mean, I'll, we can we can draw this comparison. You know, um, now the bands sound nothing alike. I mean, it's apples and oranges. But let's go with Striper, where I talked about. There's another one of those bands that from that you know from that day that sounds is making as good a music music as they ever have, and they are way heavier than they were back then. And so, even though those bands sound nothing alike, I think that's more what you're going to get out of a new Roxy record. They're, I think it's going to be more that they're going to bring that they're going to bring that heaviness that Striper did, which I it really works and kind of he, helps keep Striper sounding fresh. Yeah, 
Yeah, and they played uh, they played Already Gone from what was going to be their second album, and then other than that, um, they played the most most of the uh, of the Want Some album. Um, standout songs for me were Love's Got a Hold on Me, Love on Me, Times Are Changing, Sister Sister, It's So Easy, Squeeze Bob. I mean, really, the, none of them were bad. I think he just named them all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but, I, I really, I really like seeing. Uh... I like seeing Squeezebox. That was one that I really liked seeing, and um, and Rockabye Baby and Rob the Cradle. Yeah, those are ones I think I really liked seeing. Yeah, it was just it was great, and like we said, there's going to be new music coming from those guys, and uh, you know, Todd Todd Poole is welcome to come on this podcast anytime he wants to. But I'm sure we'll have him back. Yeah, you know, he, I think I think I think he and he enjoys it almost as much as we enjoy talking to him. Right. So yeah, he's just. Uh, Todd Poole's a great guy, a great guy to uh, to know. So yeah, they're going to get active. They're going to be active again. So when when they start when they start playing some shows, go see them. And just like we said about Rick Rule and and Every Mother's Nightmare, these guys will put on a show. You'll get your money's worth. You will get your money's worth. So the next band uh, was the um, last band of the Big Memphis bands, Tora Tora, and I'd never seen them live as well. And uh, time has not caught up with Mr. Anthony Corder from Tor Tor. No, still sounds the same. Um, you know, and, and really, if you think about it, those guys, they all, they all look, you know, they all look pretty good too. You know, like, like they're not, I mean, they're all, you know, fairly in shape guys. Um, they just, other than and Anthony's hair isn't that long, but other than, they just, they're, they're great. They're going gray or gray already and shorter hair. And uh, but so the band still look, the band still looks good. They sounded good. Anthony sounded good. Um, they were good. Yeah, like they always. they played a um, um, fairly even number of songs from um, Surprise Attack and Wild America, and I think they played two songs off Revolution yeah, Day. Which, I was about to say, I think it was two of them, which was. Um, their third album they recorded and did not actually get released until a couple of years ago. It's really good. It's a lot bluesier than the other than the other the other two albums. And Anthony did tell us from the stage that uh, be patient. There was new music coming from those guys as well. Yeah, and you know, and we'll get back talking just about just about the tour tour show itself. But yeah, we've said this before. I'm just really glad that all these bands that you know, I don't. I know that I was probably, a, there may have been a little bit more of me that was more drawn to these bands because they were my hometown bands, but if they hadn't put out music, I wouldn't have listened to them. You know, if they, you know, I just, I wouldn't listen. So that being said, you know, I just love that these bands are from my hometown and all, they're all, they're all get. I mean, they're getting back active. I mean, Rick Rule and I guess to some degree, degree uh tour well tour tour has been apart a while they were apart for a while but every mother's nightmare has pretty much stayed going but now they're getting more active you can see it um rick even agreed with me when i said it seems like they're getting more active he said yes tour tour is putting out the first record that they've you know yes like you said that one got put out but that, that revolution day a few years ago but that was something they did way back when Roxy hasn't put out anything other than the things that uh, FNA put out you know, a few years back. They haven't put out anything since that one album. And now both Tor Tor and Roxy putting out new records. And they're both get planning on getting active, more and more active. And 
you know, it's like we talked with with Todd. It just and we've talked with this to Rick about this too. It just seems like they're. I, I know why they're doing it. They're not doing it just because they love it. They they feel like there's more of a desire for it than it's been in a long time, and they can feel it. They both they both have said to us, yes, they feel it that there's more of a want for it. And um, you know, it's like Todd said to us the other night. It's like, man. Because some, if, you know, some people told you it wasn't cool to listen to this kind of music anymore. People just stopped listening to what they loved, and um, yeah, I, yeah, I grew up on it, and I still love that music, and I'm I'm ready for it. Well, and here's the thing, um, like Chris Chris Sinzak, I've heard him say that like over the time, people have grown to really love that second Tor Tor album, and. Th- there's much more of appreciation for that that album than it was when it came out. Absolutely. And, and and I'm sorry, like the term hair metal or whatever, if you want to use that, that's fine. But these are three rock bands, and and they're yes. they're they're not they're not hair they're not hair bands. They're just three really good rock bands. And if you don't believe us, go go watch them. You know? Well, you know, and that's the, if you listen to okay, every mother's nightmare. Okay, yes, the first record was a little bit more glam like, but the second album that was not a glam metal record. That was a that was a heavy record. I've, I've used this analogy before. That record was kind of becoming then becoming more like Skid Row, Slave to the Grind. Not that they were trying to sound like that. It was that same type transition. Right. They made a more mature, heavier record. Roxy was always just straight up rock and roll to me. You know, I mean, it's like calling, that'd be like calling Van Halen bubblegum, you know, glam pop music. They were never that. Um, Tora Tora, same thing with them. The first record was, even though it was, had a little bit different sound, had a little bit more of a glam type sound on it. The second one was nowhere near a glam record. And so these aren't real glam type bands. And, uh, they're, and they're definitely now the stuff that, the direction that it, Tortoral was going definitely more rock. Every Mother's Nightmare's proven they're just a straight up, you know, as Rick would say, country, just rock, you know, not country rock, but just a country rock band. Um, and then Tortoral, just, I mean, Roxy Blue, just again, straight up rock and roll band, you know, just kind of balls of the wall rock. But um, yeah, and just back to the show itself, though, because we talked about a lot of these, uh, these all the other ones not much about tour tour show the cool thing about anthony is too is man that guy seemed like he was just having the time of his life you know yeah. and we and and todd has told us too that that both he and anthony have these conversations where they both tell each other like, man i just got to be playing shows i have to do it and you can tell those two those two men love a stage and they love having that microphone in their hand yeah and um Anthony was working the crowd. They had the, uh, I guess you call them the vanity risers at the front of the stage. And he spent most of his time, um, out there, uh, toasting the crowd, drinking a few, drinking a few Miller lights with everybody. Uh, Chris, hot, one of the highlights for me was, uh, uh, lay your money down, which is my favorite, maybe my favorite tour tour song. And then, uh, Phantom Rider, of course, you know, the infamous, not infamous, the, uh, great scream, that uh, Anthony lets out, and he he hit that note. Uh, he hit that note on that song uh, live, and I, I was impressed because that was recorded, man, 28, 27, 28 years ago. Yeah, 
Yeah, and his 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 voice altogether, not just being able to hit that, but his voice altogether just uh, really sounded good. Amazing. You know, I mean, he he doesn't seem like he's. I mean, he's definitely taking care of his voice because he he doesn't sound any different. Now, how I mean, we said again, Phil Lewis. We know how he sounds on record. Let's see how Anthony's going to sound on record. We don't know yet. I think he's going to. I think he's going to be all right though. And Anthony you know, definitely, Anthony definitely won the wardrobe award with the uh, vintage bell bottoms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, those were the real deal. Yeah, so it was. I mean, all all three of those those bands were. Uh, it was it was good to see them. It was it was. It's always cool to see every mother's nightmare. Tour Tour is a fun band to see too. I've, I, I love seeing them. But both of these bands, I've been able to see quite a few times over the past five years or so but roxy blue that was that was a rare thing you know and luckily it's not a one-off it's something that i hopefully i'm going to be seeing a lot more of you know in the, in the next year or two especially as they start writing new songs and it's gonna be exciting it is it is they were definitely the highlight of the uh, day for me before we get on to the um headline act I do want to say a couple of thank yous. Uh, thank you to Katrina Gudry from uh, Rock 103. She kind of hosted the thing, and uh, she helped us out a little bit with the show. And uh, she has a show called Memphis Made on Rock 103 that you can actually stream. If you go to their uh, their website, you can stream that, where she plays just Memphis music. And uh, we met up with uh, Chris Sinzak of Decibel Geek and uh, Rod, I mean, sorry, Ron Runyon, and uh, got to... Chris and I recorded a quick bit with uh, Senzak for uh, some of the Decimal Geek listeners. Uh, a little impromptu session there, uh, standing in front of the Pronto Pup uh, stand. But uh, anyway, thanks to uh, the guys from Decimal Geek for being there and hanging out with us. So, uh, Chris, why don't you set the uh, stage for uh, what came next? You know, next, the headliner was... Um was Brett Michaels. This was a solo show. I've, I've, I've actually never seen Brett Michaels solo. I've, I've seen Poison many times. And um, Brett, I, I don't know about his drummer. I know that guitarist he's been with for years now. Man, they, I don't think I've, anytime I've seen him do anything solo, I could sing guitarist is with him. And Eric Birmingham of Cinderella is on bass. And, you know, it's, if you go to see it, I mean, it's, it's a, uh, it's a poison show, you know. I mean, he, I remember when they were actually doing the. Uh, I saw like a little ad when that show was first announced, and he said, "Come out, you know, see, see all the poison. We're gonna play all the poison hits, all the Brett Michaels hits." It's like, man, where's the Brett Michaels hits? And I'm not saying that to knock Brett Michaels solo music. I'm just saying he didn't play any Brett Michaels solo right. songs. It's just, it's just pretty much straight up poison and and a few covers, and uh, you know, Brett. Brett's one of the few guys that's been able to. Uh, he's one of the few guys that's been able to, you know, stay out having a good career tour, and so uh, it's awesome for him. You know, a lot of those bands just they can't do it anymore. You know, they're playing in front of eight people, and the guy can even go even when he doesn't have full poison backing. Um, you know, so yeah, it was cool. You know, if, if, if you've seen Brett before, I mean, he's he's. He plays. We've we've talked about our biggest gripe with him is he just kind of he does the same show over and over. But you know, I think most any of these shows, he's got people that have probably never seen him live before, and so for them, I'm sure it's pretty much most everything they want to hear. Yeah, um, 
so Chris and I stayed for the first song, which was Talk Dirty to Me. And uh, we got a little bit of video of that. And then um, he started into uh, Look What the Cat Dragged In. At this point, Chris and I couldn't feel our feet. And uh, we decided uh, we were going to bolt. But um, We still heard a lot of it, though, because we stood in the park. I mean, we stood out to the side talking to Todd for, what, probably 10, 15 minutes. So yeah. we heard a lot of it. And, um, you know, it wasn't anything against Brett. It was uh, Mother Nature telling us it was time to go. It's time to hit the road. You know, uh, they yeah, did. I've been there for so many hours. And if it had been that, I'd never seen them or whatever. Obviously, I would stay. But, I, you know, I'm, I'm glad that the people went to see Brett, got to see him. I'm Being that I've seen him many times, that's not what got me there. I mean, if it had of – it didn't really matter who was going on as the headliner. Right. I wanted to see – I wanted to see Every Mother's Nightmare, Roxy Blue, and Tora Tora. Yeah, and, and yeah, we yeah, that's that's why we went. And um, I saw Poison this summer, so I'd already seen the set list. Um, and anyway, like I said, we were freezing and uh, walking out of the show, and we bump into Todd. Wind up talking with him for a few minutes, and he was telling us they were going on stage at the end of the night with Brett. All the Memphis bands were to play rock and roll all night, and there. I have looked on YouTube. There is video of that. So uh, that was cool of Brett to uh, to do that. Uh, he didn't have to do that. So that was cool of him. So, Chris, I, I think we've about covered all of the live music of the past week or so. What do you think? Yeah, I think so. Um, that pretty much covers it. What, what do you, you got any you got any that you're going to anytime soon? We're going to be talking about. Not anytime soon. I got tickets this week to see Noel Gallagher in New Orleans. That'll be in March. But um, I don't think I have anything um, on my radar anytime soon. What about you? Yeah, you know, if I'm, it's, it's debatable if I'm going to be in town this weekend. If I am in town, I'm going. To, I'll go see. I mean, look, anybody listening, if this, this shouldn't be throwing you off at this point because, you know, we talk about all kinds of music. But uh, the Jesus and Mary chain, I think, is November thirteenth, whatever. So if I'm in town, I'll definitely go see that. Yeah, and I'm sure um, if if history uh, if history repeats itself, um, you and I'll be going to a lot more shows in the future. Just something needs to pop up because we uh, we both like the live music. Yeah, definitely. So um, I do want to ask everybody to follow us uh, on Twitter at Digital Kill and Instagram Digital Kill the Radio Star. Subscribe on iTunes and. Uh, soundcloud and um leave us a review on itunes that would help us a lot um, pick up under the radar pick up under the radar's new record pick up every mother's nightmare's new record right and 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 be on the lookout for the new roxy album and the new uh tour tour album uh chris won't be with me next week i have uh, something unique planned so stay tuned but uh other than that we hope everybody has a good week and uh i'll talk to you in a week and you'll hear from me and chris in two weeks take care